Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything Hollywood-related. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Devin, the man himself. And on this episode, we're going to be reviewing the Episode three of What If, which is titled, oh my gosh, I actually didn't write this down, but it is, oh, what, what if the Avengers didn't assemble? What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? That is exactly why Devin is here today, to save me from this fallen grace. But, um, Devin, how, how you been? You been good? Chilling? Just another Wednesday. Yeah, just another hump day Wednesday. I feel it, man. I feel it indeed. It's been crazy on my end as well. But hey, we're almost there. We're almost we're we're halfway through the week right now. And and Candyman comes out, or we're we're seeing Candyman tomorrow. Tomorrow, baby. Yeah, I've I've been hearing some mix esque review things here and there, but you know we'll get to it obviously when we watch it, but I'm very excited for it all the same. You know, it was, this is our second horror film that we're uh, recording here in a row on the pot. Well, technically we, we, we had the fear street trilogy that we did earlier this year, but yeah. So this is our fifth horror film we're reviewing thus far. Th- this will Candyman will be our fifth technically. I think so. Sounds right. Yeah. Cause fear street one, two, and three. And then The Night House, which is now um, on our podcast. Go check that out. And then Candyman next week. And then I'm, I'm assuming we'll do Halloween Kills. And then uh, Last Night in Soho. That's going to oh, be yeah. interesting. <laughs> That's going to be really, really interesting. But before we begin today's review, everyone, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with Optics with an X. Excuse me there. Been trying to be more productive on our actual Twitter page. <laughs> so definitely follow us over there. Um, it's, you know, I've, like I guess I've this call kind of fallen into like the comfort zone of like, Oh, you know, I'll just push our content on mine because I do have tech quote unquote, I guess you can say greater following. I, I have more relationships over there, but you know what? We, we have a Twitter account for a reason and you know, we should uh, use it to build a community and to share our films with all you wonderful listeners out there. So Definitely go follow us over on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. But Devin, man, oh man, after we review our episode three review, just want to let everyone else know out there, we do have a few Spider-Man related topics to talk about after the review. So I guess we can call it the post credit talk, whatever you want to call it. But, but we will be right back with our what if episode three review right after this short break space time time reality it's more than a linear path it's a prism of endless possibility well that doesn't sound ominous at all it's been really weird with us talking about at least the first three episodes um, just because we've seen the first three prior, 
So we, we kind of just like sit on this information, but I am glad that I rewatched these episodes because it did give me a little bit more light and, you know, kind of had me, you know, figure out which ones I really, really liked and the ones that I wasn't super, super crazy about. But, um, yeah, it was just very, it, I, I, I'm glad that I rewatched episode three for four. Um, hand of course, I actually didn't do it. You watched this time, really? Oh, this is just going off the memory bank from a few. I years. watched, uh, <laughs> I watched the new rock stars breakdown, which is kind of like a rewatch. Oh, yeah, for sure. That and heavy spoilers. It's like, I mean, honestly, you know, if if you were fortunate enough to get screeners, uh, previously because they did send out episode one through three screeners, uh, this time around, which I thought they were going to give us the first three episodes, but now they stuck to their guns and decided to, uh, do it weekly. And of course, you know, this episode is actually starring, um, Jeffrey Wright as always as a watcher. We have some nice household names in here. It's Tom Hiddleston's, uh, making his return as Loki. We have Mark Ruffalo, uh, Samuel Jackson as well. And it, it's been pretty awesome. You know, AC Bradley's one of the creators and uh writer. I Shock, shocker. No Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm, okay. So these were recorded pr- way, way, way before black widow even came out. So I saw some people on Twitter, like, wow, they didn't get Scarlett to do her. Since like, honestly, she could have been busy with something else. Cause we don't know when they recorded this, these lines or, you know, when um this uh, show was in production. So it kind of makes sense where it's like, hey, because I mean, there was a lot. We didn't get uh, Chris Evans for Steve Rogers. So it's like they, they could have just been busy with other projects during that time. But I, I I do see the, I guess, the haha, you know. But I mean, Disney did break a racer contract. So let's, um, you know, regardless of how much money that Scarlett Johansson has, <laughs> they did breach the contract and she, she, she's, Getting getting that money. She she's he's com- she's coming for what's hers, you know. It's 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 what's owed to her. Cause hey, I mean you breached the contract. What else what else are you gonna do? But you know, the story is always as followed during every single one of these uh what if episodes, exploring pivotal moments of the cinematic universe, uh turning them into um their head, leading the audience into uncharted territory. And this one, episode three definitely did, took a huge, huge dark turn overall and if man oh man well I, i'm gonna like yeah, we have a we have a murder mystery on our hands here oh a murder mystery better call in the uh the knobs out crew <laughs> if you know what i mean it's like <laughs> but, a donut <laughs> like a <laughs> was his uh his last name what was it blanc i think it was i can't remember his full name it's been a while since i watched the movie but uh yeah daniel craig's character definitely get him in here and you know it's 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 time to start sniffing out the the classic old who done it. But I'm gonna shut up here for a second and pass the torch over to Devin and let everyone know your initial thoughts on episode three of What If. I thought it was overall a pretty interesting episode. Like I said, it's a murder mystery. It's kind of got some seven vibes. I think there was a what's in the box reference at some point by Fury, which was pretty funny. Um, it's definitely a darker episode too. There's a lot of death going on. Like more so than you'd expect from the MCU, they went pretty dark here. Not like this isn't your your regular kids' cartoon. Say you're not watching this Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal. Like this is there's some murder going on here, and it, it's pretty interesting. I don't know if I love the reveal of who it was. 
it felt kind of random, but it, I mean, it made sense at the end. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, this definitely was one of the more darker episodes, like we stated before. And um, it was like, like you said, there was a lot of deaths, but you know, like I, I, I kind of figured like Disney's okay with like characters dying. We see this all the time in like all of their classic movies and it just, Disney just loves the difference between dying and murder. That is very true, but there there was no, there's no blood of course in these, in these episodes. So it's, it's almost as if like we, we saw these characters die, um, you know, we'll get into the spoilers here in a bit. And, but it's, it's almost as if they could have happened off screen, but I'm glad that they didn't. Just because that would have been like too, too kid friendly kind of thing. And it's like, okay, well, well, I mean, I guess you could say technically one of them really was an off screen death type deal, um, at which we'll get into here in a bit. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it was very, um, I, I, I do agree that the reveal, like at first I was trying to figure it out and I was like, okay, like it, it was a pretty, it was a nice, like a cool reveal, but. They don't really give you any room to figure it out yourself. No, no. Because it's just, it just kind of pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally pops up out of nowhere. But it, and it, like, there was no setup for it. It's almost as if you, I mean, you would have to be caught up with the MCU as of now to understand who this character is. Even and, then, it's just like they don't set up the events that caused this in the first. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely agree with that. It was very, um, not lackluster, but it was kind of like, I mean, you know, y- you got to take what you can give. And it was like, oh, okay. Like I thought it was, I mean, it could have been a lot worse, but it wasn't like the best reveal either. I, I was putting together what, what was happening, like in one of the first few kills, but I couldn't put together who and why, like, I got the what, but not the who and why. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, uh, it, it really seems like this episode or this entire series. Now it's, you know, especially with this, this is all about, you know, recruiting the original Avengers and a different, you know, multiverse, um, you know, obviously they kind of touch base on, you know, Oh, like all the, like Hulk and, and black widow and captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, like they all, you know, in our universe, they all banded together to, you know, take down the big bad, which was Loki. But it definitely seems like with this episode, you know, it seems like a team up is happening, but a different team up. And if you've seen like the promotional material, you can kind of already understand where that's coming from or like who's going to be there. But I like the way that they're going. I like the setup of what they're doing. Because, like, it is essentially a retelling of the MCU, but, like, obviously events transpired differently. But I, th- I think they've done a pretty good job so far with making, you know, not just, like I said before, not just um, role swapping, but, like, putting, you know, look last week with T'Challa being Star-Lord, you know, it, it is, like, if it, it, it now feels like, you know, we have this other universe where, you know, people love T'Challa as Star-Lord. 
and you know what what it did what he did for the universe between him and Thanos and him being more of like a Robin Hood character. Uh, with this one, you know, like we said, it is that that super dark, you know, classic like kind of who done it done it like that really weird ominous mystery um, tale that, that that they're here, and you know we we see that with. Um, you know, Mark Ruffalo making a return, um, you know, kind of retconning a few things that they're able to do right now because, <laughs> because goodbye, goodbye, Edward Norton. All right. <laughs> and yeah, with, with Chris Hemsworth and, you know, Loki making an appearance. What, what if he, what if he shows up in one of these multiverse movies? Who? Edward, you just see Edward Norton in like, <laughs> in like an alternate universe window. Well, would would you would he be Hulk or would he be somebody else? No, he'd just be Edward Norton. <laughs> he would <Yeah>. just <laughs> he would just be well. I mean, we'll they, get they break the fourth wall and put him in as Edward Norton. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know what? That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, but overall, like you know, just just going off first like initial reactions. I I think it's out of the three, it's definitely my it's my second favorite so far. You know, with episode, it'd be episode two, then episode three, and then episode one. But I did like episode one. It's just, you know, the stories that we've, we're telling right now, it seems that they're getting deeper and deeper into, you know, this web of, you know, taking more risks. Yeah, definitely taking more risks, which is always welcome with something I really, really like that they're doing. But, yeah, you ready to get into spoilers? Because I, I feel like we're pretty much at that point right now. Yeah, we got to solve this mystery. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for What If Episode 3 again. That is your second spoiler warning for the episode. So if you haven't seen it, turn this off, go watch it, and come back and listen to the rest of our review. So... Devin. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ant-Man is the most powerful human in the universe. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Honestly. I guess specifically Pimtech, but Pimtech, yeah, Pimtech. So so we find out, you know, through all this guessing and whatnot, because it seems like there's like an invisible man in the room. And I don't know why I didn't pick up on this earlier. I don't think anyone really did, but it is uh Hank Pym who is a, a more distraught. Hank Pym, who is behind uh, the killings of the Avenger, trying to see, get. See, I picked up on like uh, when the um, when the Hawkeye Clint Barton death in the when he was like in jail. I picked up on it, that like having to be Ant Man because how else was he gonna die mm-hmm. in the prison cell alone? <laughs> but I, they didn't give enough to put together that it was Hank Pym specifically because in this universe, Hope Van Dyne killed any mission. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that information. Right, yeah, that, that that is very true, and I I don't know why I didn't think that because I guess Ant Man is like the last person that you would actually think, but I mean I at first was like oh like that's that's a nice little surprise, but honestly the the surprise of um, Captain Marvel at the very very end was more of a surprise than anything else. To be it's, a, it's always Fury's backup plan, always because when, when and you know I guess moving of putting away or moving aside the, the big reveal really quick and fast forwarding to the end when when um when fury has the pager and then like at first i was like oh he's gonna call captain carter and then i was like wait no uh colson said he's like, he's like is that a pager from the 90s and i was like oh no that's 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 captain marvel for sure 
But okay, moving that sidebar along and going back to the major reveal, it, yeah, it it did feel just like a bit hollow. Um, I did enjoy the journey in and of itself. It was he just, looks really really cool in his like disheveled like crazy eyed <laughs> version. He just looked like a madman. Yeah, he and you know a, a man who's distraught and you know he obviously lost his wife and then lost his daughter to due to. I I just wish they would have given like one breadcrumb. And like in the beginning of the episode, like like show that Hope Van Dyne is dead, or like show that show that Hank Pym is grieving, or, or something like that. Just do like you think that would have been to too predictable? Like we, because I feel like we would have guessed who it is at the like halfway through the episode. Not even. I don't know. It's it's either give one little breadcrumb or you give nothing, and then it's impossible to guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because I. I <laughs> It, that that is very very or if even if they made like a subtle dislike pass line just like, like, a, like a newspaper heading that hope van dyne like memorial yeah yeah M- much like you know with, with our nighthouse review when um you know uh rebecca hall's character like casually mentions that you know she she was secondly dead for four minutes and then that, that ends up being like a payoff but yeah there really wasn't much of a payoff as to who it could be. Cause I, I really just, I just for a second, I thought it was ghost from Ant-Man two, because I'm like, okay, that's the only other person besides me not thinking about, you know, the whole Ant-Man crew. That's like the only other person I can think of. What if it, what if it was Sue storm? Oh, you know what? That would have been very interesting and very hard to explain why she's killing the Avengers. Yeah. Or how she's <laughs> killing the Avengers. Cause I don't, I don't know her exact power level, but I don't think she's that <laughs> powerful. Hey, man, I <laughs> never or or Jean Grey, Jean Grey. There you go, turning herself invisible. See, see, here we are talking about Fantastic Four and X Men, and neither of them in, are in the MCU yet. But you know, Marvel's working that magic, so just keep on checking. But yeah, it it is very um it, it I don't want to say lack of luster like oh you know like oh it was Hank Pym like really it was yeah it, it was the reasoning behind it I was like okay so he wants to get back at Fury for you know his daughter dying underneath this under the service of uh, the agents of Shield and it's kind of like hey you took something from me no I'm gonna take even more from you. But it doesn't. <laughs> but and then we we also find out that um yeah um oh my gosh Samuel Jackson you know um he has a he has a nice little uh trick up his sleeve because after Thor dies you know Loki comes to Earth he's ready to you know talk shop and just just set up shop and take over and you know uh fury's like hey you know like give me some time to figure out who this person is because you know they're killing a lot of my men as well so you know we can work together and you know tom hiddleston being tom hiddleston it it works every time i'm like man oh man can't believe that he actually auditioned for thor to begin with it just blows my mind it looks so weird (laughs) he's so scrawny very very scrawny but yeah, like it's it, this is a different Loki, a variant, if you will. And you know, he rolls up to Earth, this, the whole squad, and it's like, hey, he's like, what up? You know, like you killed my brother. And this is Loki that seems that you know he cares more for Thor than our Loki. I mean, our Loki does care for Thor, but he doesn't show it as much. But this one was full out, you know, all there. But 
it, it overall like the episode i really did think it was pretty cool what did you think of like hulk like imploding essentially that was insane i <laughs> was not like, expecting that just at all trying to think about how to even kill hulk in the first place is hard enough just go up the butthole <laughs> they, I, gu- I mean i guess it, they implied that they like shot a pin particle dart into his heart and then exploded them from the inside out yeah and like ant-man was inside of that and the same thing with tony that you know the the solution in the syringe was there but it seemed that something was blocking it prior and that's when you know ant-man kind of just made his made his little great escape but we really i like i like kind of this is like this episode's like a reassurance for like the overall universe for Mm ant-man like in that group of characters because they definitely get disrespected in the grand scheme of things for the mcu yeah i think they're just they're they're just like throwaway movies that no one really cares about but oh i can name so many other throwaway movies in the mcu over ant-man i'm sorry it just shows how how important they are because pym tech and the quantum verse are huge parts of the mcu honestly and we were talking about this last night on geekly goods if quantum mania hits it could be one of the best trilogies of the mcu like the, the, the entire, uh, not, not, not the best, one of the best. It's the, just tough because <laughs> Thor only has Ragnarok. Yeah. And then we still have to see what, what Guardians Volume 3, but now you know, we're getting a Thor 4 and we're getting Captain America 4. So it's like, do you, that, that also kind of like, are they just going to stop at four and then eventually pass the torch on to these others? I feel like four is a good place to stop for a lot of these. Like if, if there is a story to tell, if there is something more to tell more, you know, go past three, but no more than four. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, it's, cause it's like, I mean, like if, if, if you're doing five, like I feel like this is milking it at that point. Like, I mean, four is pushing it, but we'll see where it goes for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. This, this episode, sorry, got a little sidetracked there, but um, you know, uh, this episode, I, I overall, like, I'll just give my overall thoughts now. You know, I, I did like it a lot, you know, like I'm, I'm really, really digging this, um, this art style as, as I've mentioned before, and I'm just excited for, you know, the next, we got nine episodes. So we got what, six more, six more weeks of this. And I think this might clash into star Wars visions. If I'm not mistaken, I think. I don't know. I got to ask around, but um, let's give our actual ratings here so we can actually move on to the rest of the after show. So Devin, what would you give? What if episode three, I'm going to go with a strong 78. Mm. It didn't blow me away, but I was entertained throughout. Um, Just, just kind of a solid entry. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I give that about a C plus in my books as well. Um, probably yeah, like yeah, seventy eight sounds actually really really good. Um, yeah, like let me you know, like much like you said, and you know, like we're just in agreement here, and um, like much like last episode, um, I think I liked the first episode a little bit more than Devin did, but uh, just because I'm a huge fan of Brits, so. <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, for you episode, drink tea, drink. I do drink tea. I put I put creamer, not creamer. A spot of tea. Spot of tea. I've got English breakfast. I got green tea. I got black tea. I got the Irish tea. It's absolutely brilliant. But you know, um, yeah, it, 
So just, just my love for the, the British culture, but, um, yeah, the, the third episode, I, I thought it did a pretty solid job. You know, it didn't, I won't, I can't say it like dipped in quality or like maybe just dipped around that little reveal that they did. Um, but you know, it, it, he, I, he did a great job and it, you know, it like, he looked amazing. You know, he looked different from, you know, his, the Ant-Man that we know and, you know, just, just this, uh, distraught Hank Pym. We like, you know, he's, he's lost his entire family and, you know, he has nothing but shield to blame. So it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. shield, uh, shield continues to have very sketchy. Pa- yeah. Very, very sketchy patterns. Absolutely. But that pretty much concludes our episode review of what if episode three. So Devin, we're going to get in to the after talk, the after credits. We got some nice little news pieces here to talk about. We have a lot of Spider-Man news and Venom news and a bit of Netflix news coming up right after this short break. Y'all. We're back with our topics, our after credit topics of the show. We have a lot of Spider-Man news to talk about, man. Oh, my god! time gosh. to talk about the biggest trailer ever released. Yes, the biggest trailer ever released. And for those of you who do not know, us cinephiles out there have been, and all the, these Spider-Man Marvel superhero fans out there have been waiting so long for the first trailer. It, technically, they say it's a teaser trailer, but... I'm sorry, a teaser trailer isn't three minutes long. But the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home is finally here. (laughs) Very excited. Like, oh my gosh, we were gushing over this all last night over on the Geekly Goods YouTube channel with Leo and the rest of the gang over there. And man, oh man, Devin, I mean, I've been talking about it nonstop. I do want to get your thoughts. So I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, talk here and just, just give your overall thoughts about the, the, the trailer and what, what you're expecting and how, how would you rate this trailer? Is, is this trailer enough to get you through to December? Yeah, I think they did a really good job of giving us, giving us a couple of treats here and there, but not blowing their load completely. Pardon my phrasing, but <laughs> they, um, because they eased, like, I really hope they don't show Andrew or Toby at any point in any trailer, just because that needs to be under wraps until the movie. Like, that's too big of a reveal. But it was nice of them to show the, the pumpkin bomb, Green, Green Goblin back. We got Red Boy back. And then also, of course, Doc Ock at the end, looking nice and nice and svelte. He's looking good these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The de-aging technology was very, you know, there, but man, I just get chill. Like I got the biggest chills when I heard the green goblin, like laugh that cackle, and, that cackle. Yeah. And then, Oh man, when we saw those mechanical arms, I said, the man is back. Doc Ock is back. Man, oh man! But and he rec- he recognized some kind of Peter. Don't yes, know if it was ours or not. 
Yeah, we, we don't know if, if it was ours or not, but you know, the entire trailer for those who don't know, it I mean, definitely go check it out. But it it literally it leaves off after the events of Far From Home, which I was really nervous of how they were going to tackle that and just how they were going to, you know, spring into a new story. Yeah, it looks like it just jumps off right from the end. Of mm-hmm. nowhere, of far from home. So far, um, you know, between Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like, I, I mean, I really do love those movies. Um, you know, say what you will about Spider-Man 3. It is a guilty pleasure of mine. Definitely not my favorite Spider-Man movie, but it is something I can definitely watch, like, nonstop. But that really did tell, like, as messy as Spider-Man 3 was, it did tell a cohesive beginning, middle, middle and end for Peter. And I feel like with these new, with, with the... I guess you can call it the Spider-Man home trilogy. I guess that's what you would dub it or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like this is just, it, it's, is it's just as cohesive as of so far, you know, we haven't seen no way home yet, but we definitely, definitely will man. Oh man. But yeah, like not, not only doc Ock and the goblin, you know, we saw glimpses of electros lightning bolt. Thank God it is yellow this time around. Like was not feeling the amazing Spider-Man two, And you know what? And that's the only Spider-Man movie. I don't, well that I guess you, I wouldn't really count venom as a Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man's not there at all, even though it is Spider-Man villains. But, um, I, the amazing Spider-Man two is the only one I don't own on Blu-ray. I mean, I probably should just because it is Spider-Man, but it's like, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of over the whole like owning movies, even though I don't necessarily like them phase, but it is Spider-Man and he is my favorite hero. So it's like, I feel like I'm obligated, but I will never buy Venom. Never. <laughs> but, um, so you would buy amazing Spider-Man two over Venom. Uh, <laughs> Mm, you know what? Venom is I think, better. I think Venom. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, Venom, Venom is better than Amazing Spider-Man too. But mm, man, oh man! If you know what, it's only for Tom Hardy. I'll, I'll do it for him and no, no one else. <laughs> no one. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you there. Venom is definitely better than Amazing Spider-Man too. But sorry, guys. Back to the trailer. You know, we we have a nice little surprises here and there. Like we said, Doc Ock. Uh, Green Goblin, uh, Letros, uh, uh, Thunderbolt, Firebolt, Pikachu, whatever you want to call it. There was also a lizard appearance that some people saw in one tiny frame somehow. Yeah, so people are thinking that is the lizard. Um, it could also be Scorpion. So let's not. Yeah, that's, that's my guess because they've already uh, they've already introduced Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, because he's the only one who hasn't. Um, necessarily made like an appearance besides craven or rhino which i would love to see rhino in this movie like i that would be pretty really cool but it it finally looks like sony's getting their sinister six movie and i said this on the geekly goods channel last night it's it's very um i i feel like sony bought <laughs> the film rises spider-man for the sole purpose of getting their sinister six movie because every single iteration of Spider-Man that we've had, they've always been trying to lead up to the Sinister Six, and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it never does. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. Sinister Six is always entertaining. Yeah, especially in the game. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. In the Spider-Man PS4 game, definitely the best Spider-Man movie I've ever played. Like that should have been a movie. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
And we and people are saying they see glimpses of Sandman where it's Electro's bolt kind of like hitting the ground, but there's like sand kind of sort of like either spewing up from the ground from the ground or protecting or like kind of like canceling out those uh, those thunder strikes or lightning strikes, excuse me. But uh, do you do you think Sandman shows up in this movie? Like the um, the uh, actor from the original. Um, I mean, I think I think it would make make sense to have one from each movie because you have Green Goblin from Spider Man One. Oh, sorry, I was thinking Green Goblin from Amazing Spider Man Two. My gosh, no, not that, not that one. (laughs) From Two, you have Sandman from Spider Man Three, and then Amazing Spider Man One. You have Lizard, Amazing Spider Man Two. You have Electro, and then from then you can get either Vulture or. Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. Yeah, but I I feel like Mysterio's already had his due. So I, I don't think they're gonna use Mysterio again because during the beginning of the trailer, it's it's everything setting up like, okay, you know, now everyone knows that Peter is Spider-Man and you know MJ is by his side one hundred percent. Like now more than ever, he's going to need MJ. Um and you know, they're they're kind of going through their spiel and uh we, we see a glimpse of a lawyer in this midst. I don't think it's him. That that body type. It's not. He. Oh man. I just just give me Charlie Cox and someone. I just want to see. I, I think he will be in it, but I don't think that that's it. No, 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 no. Yeah, like it, I mean, it could definitely be somebody else. But the man is going to need a lawyer, and there's no one better than Nelson and Murdoch. Let me tell you. But yeah, I I I do agree. I I just want him. He doesn't even have to appear as Daredevil. I just want Charlie Cox. In this movie, <laughs> that is like my number one request. But there's also one one frame that people pointed out that I think might be Miles Morales's mom. Um, which one is that? Which frame would that be? She's like she's like in a car, and Peter's talking to her. Oh, so we were talking about this last night. We actually think Peter there, like when he's kind of looking away from the car, we think that's a stand-in for Tobey Maguire. The black lady? No, 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 Peter. <laughs> like, cause so uh, like So you think that so you think that's different, Peter. That and after we see Doc Ock where he says hello Parker, where he kind of makes that stance. That's my friends, it's a Toby Maguire stance. That is a Toby Maguire stance of Spider-Man. I also think that's a stand-in for Toby Maguire Spider-Man. I I, I don't think that's I don't think that's Tom Holland's Peter facing that Spider-Man or facing. Yeah, I don't, Hawk. I don't think the other two Spider-Man will be in the movie very long. I, I don't, because we, we, we don't know when these villains show up and the wish that's, um, which we actually almost forgot to mention the wish that Parker or Peter makes, you know, now that everyone knows the secret, he, he wants to keep it under wraps. This has been done in the comics a few times. Uh, some people really, really like it. Uh, others, uh, not so much. I think it's a really interesting concept because out of every, I, like, I just need to know, I just need to know what the hell Dr. Strange is doing. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you think it's Mephisto? Because it's the same thing was looking pretty frosty. And I think that's, that, a that's for the obvious from, conclusion. Yeah. And, and obvious, but I was thinking more of, you know, like it's it's frosty in there. He's all bundled up. I think he's Hell also is looking. He's also looking very happy. He like is. He should be because there's a lot going on in the MCU. He should be in peril. In he should pain, be stressed out. Yeah, but it, it looks. He's like, just he's just smiling, drinking coffee, chilling. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it looks like hell is bro- it has literally frozen over. See, I, th- I think it could be Mephisto, but that's just another Mephisto. You're just you're just backing yourself into the same corner of having too much going on in one movie. Honestly, dude, and I, we were, again we were talking about this last night. I think this movie has to be at least two hours and thirty five minutes in order for it to work. At least, maybe pushing two forty. Like it seems like there's a lot happening in this trailer, but like we have enough to keep us fed. For now, like, honestly, I would be okay with not having another trailer at all. But let's move on here because we have a few more topics we got to cover before we can get out of here. And another Spider-Man No Way Home really, really quick. It has shattered the Avengers Endgame trailer um, viewing viewership within a 24 hour period, which is huge. If you think about it, this is Spider-Man's Endgame. It really is the cul- culmination of of three phases of Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm really hoping he he stays in more more so than ever. But um, it it looks like uh, the trailer all time record for most global views in the first 24 hours was um, 355.5 million views. That far surpasses the views of um, Endgame. Which picked up around uh, twenty eight, um, two hundred eighty nine million views. So, yeah, it's definitely surpassed it for sure. That is in freaking sane. So it, it is. It, it's it's man, oh man. I I can't even. I mean, according this is all according to Sony Pictures. It's also earned the most mentions on social media of any movie preview over the first 24 hours with 4.5 million mentions worldwide domestically. Uh, no way home during 2.91 uh, million mentions over a 24 hour period, nearly doubling the 1.9 million mentions over the same period for uh, Avengers Endgame trailer. So everyone's been clamoring for this stuff, man. It's, it's Spider-Man personally. I feel like they, um, I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit with, you know, making us wait this late. Um, but, you know, it's here. It, it's here now. And, you know, it. they, they could have done it on Spider-Man Day would have been the best day to do it. But, you know, they kind of showed it at CinemaCon or they could have showed it on Tom Holland's birthday. Um, so th- there's always that. Um, I was actually a little worried during CinemaCon that they were going to show the Uncharted movie trailer over Spider-Man. But here we are <laughs> very, very excited, but, uh, you want to take this next, uh, these next two demo. I know how much you love Sony's, um, Spider-Man universe. So I'm, I'm going to let you take these last two. I or actually don't last. have the, the oh, you don't? oh my gosh, my gosh, Devin, let me send that over to you right away. I thought I sent it to you. That's okay. So I'll just start off with this one. And then once Devin gets it, he'll jump in. So we officially have, uh, a renaming of <laughs> the spider <laughs> of the Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters. They have anything's re- better than that. Anything and the acronyms is SPUMC. Uh, so Sony reveals its um, official title for the non-MCU Marvel films. You know, riding out the coattails there a little bit, but it looks like it is. Um, <laughs> This one's a lot better. It's Sony Spider-Man Universe, which is nice and clean. Very way cleaner 
than SPUMC. SSU. <laughs> SSU. All aboard the SSU. Or the SS SSMU. So Sony Spider-Man Universe. Yeah, SS. Yeah, I, I guess you could say Spider-Man all in one word, but yeah, very um I, I like how they cleaned it up. Definitely they they renamed this for a reason because they want to have you know, a Marvel universe, a cinematic universe, but it's all with Spider-Man characters. But, you know, we have yet to see Spider-Man <laughs> in any of their films, uh, you know, because we, we're getting ve- we got Venom. We get Venom 2. And so for some reason, we're having um, Jared Leto play Morbius, but that's fine, too. I think they're also doing a Craven the Hunter film, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Johnson. That's right. That's right. See, that I'm kind of interested in. But you know, as I've said before, it's it's just always hard to mess with, with with Sony Pictures productions, you know, full on Sony led. But we will just have to wait and see there. But uh, congratulations for actually, you know, yeah! having that uh, that name change because that was a pain to say. Because SP spump. Went- <laughs> <Spump>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean SPUMC to say like no, I'm sorry, but nobody's nobody's remembering that. Like DCEU, I got it. MCU, I got it. Um, now it's SSMU, SSMU. I guess I got it. Um, yeah, it's it's all good. But anyway, uh, Devin, we uh, have our next uh, topic here. I'm gonna let you take this off, and then I'll close out with the next with the last two. Breaking news, nobody knows when Venom's coming in. <laughs> Apparently it's not being moved from the October release date, which makes no sense because it's competing with Halloween, which is a very strong October release. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. It is weird, but to be fair, the first Venom did make over a billion dollars in the uh, box office, so that's probably why. Um, but, I mean... I kind of just want it to be out just so we can watch it, get it out of the way and move on with our lives. Cause we got other superhero movies cut looking forward to next year. And honestly, I'm definitely going to go see Halloween kills before I go see Venom. So <laughs> Venom too, but yeah. Um, so it, it was rumored that it was being removed from its October release date because of the trailer that dropped and it just kept saying like this fall, this fall, and they didn't give like a specific release date. Um, but it it looks I don't really don't know if Sony's like on board. I don't know how true the um, you know they want more people to get vaccinated before the movies get you know released. But I'm like, dude, I'm like this is during COVID. You just need to rip the bandaid off and have these movies come out in theater, whatever way that you're going to release this film on whatever, on whatever, um, you know, medium your people aren't just going to automatically come back to the theater full force. Cause honestly, prior to the pandemic, I mean, there are people going to the theaters, but it was nowhere near as much as when we were growing up. Like not a lot of people go to the theaters just in general, but now it is more so, than not, um, you know, people just going out for the for the big blockbusters and watching the other titles at home, which is totally fine. You know, everyone has their their um their own method. I've honestly been more guilty of that too. Honestly, it's like, you know, when it comes to like Dune, Shang Chi, you know, Spider Man, 
movies. If there's a movie I really want to see in theaters, I will go out on my way to go see it in theaters. But uh, movies like Reminiscence, I'm watching that at home. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching that at home. And I watched uh, what was it? Um, oh my gosh, uh, that Jared Leto movie earlier in the year. <laughs> that cop. Uh, kind of detective thing and the Angelina uh, that, Jolie. That snooze fest. Yeah, that was really, really boring. I was like, there's no way I'm seeing that in theaters. I'm sorry. I'd rather just, mm-mm. I can turn it off when I want and move on with my day. And then the um, the Angelina Jolie movie, which was, I thought it was all right. But yeah, like like I said, it's just for smaller, not not even for smaller titles, because there are some small titles I do want to see on the big screen, but it, it boils down to just interest. So I hope that Sony kind of just rips the band-aid off and it's like, hey, you know, like like there's no way they're moving Spider-Man. They cannot move Spider-Man no way home. There, there's no way. Like it would cause so much. Like that is like probably between that and doom, those are like my two most anticipated movies of the year. Like definitely like a little bit more. So Spider-Man over Dune, but I mean, like if they move that, that is my God, that's a slap in the face. I can't do it. Anyway, let's move on here so we can get out of here. So uh, the last two, um, uh, sorry, the last two uh, news things on our docket. Well, there's just a little few on uh, Netflix updates. We have uh, Netflix's Cowboy Bebop live action series is set to premiere on November 19th of this year. Very, very excited for that for all my anime lovers. Devin, I'm telling you, you got to check it out. It's 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 a great space cowboy opera. Honestly, the original series is not long at all. Like, it doesn't even break, like, 100 episodes. I think it's around, like, 60, I want to say. I could be wrong. could be less than that. But definitely, definitely a great series. And we also have the um, <laughs> the film starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, and Regina King, and the gunslaying western, <laughs> The Harder They Fall, lands on Netflix November 3rd. It's going to be... That I'm very excited. Like, I mean, oh, stacked cast. I love Westerns, period pieces. It's all there. It, it is a perfect mix for me. So those are our last little two news dockets um, on the list today. And that pretty much um, <laughs> concludes uh, today's episode of the Film Optics Podcast. Of course, Devin, thank you as always for coming on. And for everyone out there, if you haven't seen Oh my gosh, go watch the Suicide Squad. Go watch the Nighthouse. We have a review up of that up on the podcast right now as well. And you know what? If you've been watching Titans, let me know over on or Titans season three over on um our Twitter page, Film Optics, that is Optics with an X. And what's coming up on the pod for us, you ask? So we actually have a few things on the docket. We're going to be releasing our Candyman review that will be coming out this coming up Monday on the, oh my gosh, today's the 25th. So it's going to be coming out on Monday, the 30th. We're going to go see that tomorrow as, as this is dropping, we're seeing it that day because this is, since this is dropping on Thursday and then we have Shang-Chi the following week. And of course we're always going to be keeping up with um, the week to week releases of Marvel's what if, and we also have our secret project that we will be releasing probably I think during Shang-Chi actually maybe during Candyman, but also 
You can check me out. I will be on the In Session Film Podcast talking all things Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring for its 10th anniversary. My God, it's been forever. And we're also, they're also going to be caught talking some Candyman over there as well. So we got Candyman and Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring on the In Session Film Podcast. I believe that will be dropping sometime next week. So that will be a lot of fun to dig into. Devin, any last remarks before we get out of here? Candyman. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right, everyone. We'll see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And we'll see you guys next time.